0: what's up guys mick Whoopi goldberg here with you again how are you guys holding up these past what i guess it was a month since i've been here well it's good to see you now i have a lot i want to talk about today and what kind of got this mindset started for this particular podcast was of course i'm sure it's no secret to anyone the um, I guess it's more of a teaser the teaser trailer for Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six is officially real now it's like Capcom's worst kept secret that Street Fighter Six exists and has been in the oven this whole time like we've we've all we've always known that we've known that that's nothing new uh, but now it's officially real and so I got to thank him i should do a podcast on what i'm kind of looking forward to with street fighter 6 however upon writing down some notes for it and making plans on what i want to talk about i really didn't have a whole podcast worth of things to say about street fighter 6 because the only thing we really know if we're just going to break it down to what we actually learned from the trailer itself is that Ryu's is in it. And by proxy, Chun-Li is in it. Chun-Li will never not be in a Street Fighter game, which is fine. And Luke is in it. Literally, we just know the only three characters that will make it into Street Fighter 6. We know it's going to be running on their RE engine, the one they've been using for all of their amazing games. Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, all those they've been killing it with this engine it is so so good and they built that shit. they built that shit, and um we know it's going to be in the future sometime because ryu is looking he's looking pretty hot he's hot ryu right now he's got his beard you know he doesn't have the top of his gi he's wearing shoes that's crazy and there, there, there there might be some kind of um uh, like color palettes that are unique to each character like Luke had his like bluish and the other colors in there very vibrant and then Ryu had his inky inky black and whites from like Street Fighter 4 so I'm thinking everyone's got their own like very unique art style when they do their supers but everyone but without the supers it's just in game it looks like it's going to be pretty realistic now maybe not to the levels of Netherrealm Studios realistic, which is honestly something I don't want anymore, but we'll get on that later. But it looks way more realistic than Street Fighter V or 4. And I like the art styles for those games, do not get me wrong. I think those games look really good. But this looks way more realistic. Not fully photorealistic, but these look more realistic. Um, but without overblowing it and going into nothing more than theory crafting, that's all we can really surmise from this teaser which is kind of underwhelming since we've known Street Fighter 6 existed for so long and we were just waiting for them to drop it on us. We were, I guess people were kind of curious after seeing Luke in Street Fighter 5 as to how Street Fighter 6 would actually play, but we didn't really get that. We didn't get any gameplay. We didn't even get a hint of gameplay. So here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about what I want from the game as more of a whole, as opposed to what I think it's going to be. Um, To be more clear, these are things that I want from it, not what I actually think is going to be coming, because we just don't know, and we don't know what what Capcom has planned for us at all. And even with that, I don't think it would fill up that much time because once again, there's not much we can go on. So what I'm going to do is I want to go over what I also want for the future of Tekken and Mortal Kombat. So like the big three, at least the big three of my life. But some people might call it like a, the big three fighting games, you know, the three like AAA fighting games or whatever. Um, I want to go over what I'm hoping for in the future of those as well. So we'll, and then at the end, I kind of want to talk about a game that I hope comes out. Um, but we'll get to that later. That's for, that's for the end. So we will start with street fighter six. since that's what we're talking about right now. And I want to get this out of the way immediately. Street fighter six. Absolutely absolutely 1 billion percent needs to have a large starting roster and that's not going to be a surprise to anyone that i feel that way i had literally a whole point of it on the last podcast and here i am talking about it again a larger larger i guess i should say a larger starting roster they don't need to drop with 35 characters like i get that that's a little excessive but like i said before 20 i think is acceptable but i think maybe like 25 or maybe 24 or 25 would be really great actually like that would be a great starting roster i would be wholly happy with that starting roster i'd be like okay y'all are back because that's where we at right now man and I hate it. But I'm not going to go into that now. Because we went into that before. So, now that I got that out the way. I just want to get that out the way real fast. Because I talked about it already. I want to talk about the UI of Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter Five in particular. Um, they, at first, it was garbage. It was like a computer screen they tried to make it seem like. When Street Fighter 5 first dropped. And um, it was... It was nothing right it was just it was nothing and it was so hard to navigate the menus you didn't know where anything would take you they weren't labeled clearly at all and um the screen real estate that the each selection like um i would say arcade mode but there was an arcade mode on street fighter 5 uh to begin with but like i guess it was like um ugh, trying to remember how like when it first dropped? What was even there? Because it was so bare bones. The thing was like options, uh, like gallery or something, training maybe, online. But the real estate these took up weren't indicative to their importance to the game and its experience. The CFN, the Capcom Fighting Network, where you get to look at all the players and all that, that took up more than half, and I think it might still... It took up more than half of the entire main menu, and it's just one button. It's just, like, one option on the main menu, and that took up almost the entire screen. Like, it wanted you to hit it, but it didn't really take you to where you really wanted to be. It didn't take you online. It let you look at a bunch of stuff, and... And I guess try to make rooms and stuff, but it wasn't very clear. It was hard to navigate. And not to mention on release, there was only, like, survival, like, quote-unquote, like, story mode. But it was just little tiny episodes for the characters, and most of them sucked. Uh, But uh, it was so hard to navigate. But But going past that, once you're in the game, it was also just really dull. It was just really, really dull and the voice like street fighter 4 had this really bombastic announcer he was always just saying shit in the middle of the fight and it was awesome the fight slowed down and he'd say something like i wonder what these fighters are thinking this is getting intense or you hit a good attack and like whoa that was incredible these fighters are really exploding things like that and street fighter has always had that uh, Street Fighter Alpha had a really good one where they'll be... I'm not going to go into examples because I can't quite remember them clearly. But... Capcom's always been good with having really exciting announcers. And Street Fighter V didn't. It was like a... Um, like, like a little robot. Like a robot. Like an automated voice. It's like an automated voice that said everything on the main menus and things like that. And then, you know, now they have a, an announcer... And everything's like gold and it's really um it's really e-sportsy you know they have like the the earth revolving and yeah everything's like gold like gold is like the color for street fighter 5 right now and that's fine like in the in the fight when you have full health your health bar is actually gold which is cool it looks nice the gold looks nice and the presentation has gotten better since uh release but i still think it's really messy and i think that's how i would describe street fighter 5 as a whole if i'm being honest it was very messy it's good now it's great even but it's messy and i think the ui has a lot to do with it nothing is clear and concise street fighter 4 just had a row of all the things you could do and then had like some cool pictures on the side and maybe an explanation of what those things did street fighter 5 has does not have that well it didn't have that So I want it to have a better UI, something more clear, concise, with a little bit more personality to what it, than what it did. Because I know Street Fighter V was trying to lean onto the eSports thing, so it was trying to look really sleek. But we don't necessarily need sleek for it to be eSports, right? What we need is some excitement. And I think that's where my next topic comes in. More inspired music. Now, I actually haven't made a podcast episode on this yet, and I want to eventually, Um, but I think music is very, very, very important for a fighting game's identity. Now, I complain about Guilty Gear's music a lot. It's not my type of music. I personally do not like it. It's not for me. I like the game. I like the gameplay. I like the characters. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. But I'm really, like, I'm lukewarm. Not even lukewarm. I'm just really... I just don't like it. It, The Guilty Gear soundtrack's not for me. It's... Maybe it's good. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure people that like that kind of music think this soundtrack is fire and it's so tight. Which, I'm happy for them. I really wish I can get into that mindset. Uh, But it's not for me. But what I can say about Guilty Gear's music... That... I just think might be a little bit true, is that it's not terribly exciting fighting music, right? Like, it doesn't get you pumped up to fight, really. It's good music, and it's good for in the background, but as far as getting you excited to fight, not necessarily. And it doesn't have a ton. It has, Guilty Gear's music has, like, personality to it. It has the Guilty Gear personality to it, but it doesn't have any, like, like character-specific personality to it. Now, where Street Fighter comes in is that it's always had character-specific music, which is something I've always liked about Street Fighter. They have character-specific music. However, in Street Fighter 5, a lot of it was just more remixed versions of people's old themes. Excuse me. Of people's old themes, which I guess isn't a bad thing. Those that music is in like it's nostalgic. It's it's classic Ryu's theme is classic, and even what I'm about to say next, there are some songs that I feel like can't be changed because they're so iconic, like Ryu's theme, like Guile's theme, um, like um, Balrog's theme. I think if those, if I know Ryu's come, but if Guile and Balrog are back, I feel like you have to have some type of rendition of their um, of their theme. I don't want to get too deep into to like the music side of things on like the composition of music. Cause I won't say that for another episode, uh, but I feel like we need more, um, more themed music around what the game itself is trying to be. Like, if you look at street fighter three, very hip hop based, you know, like the, it's very like hip hop. It's very urban and a lot of tracks. If you listen to it, they are very urban, a lot of percussion, a lot of rhythm, Even a character as um as mysterious as Q has a pretty um pretty rhythmic theme. And I think that just goes with what the identity and personality of Street Fighter 3 is. And Street Fighter 5, I feel like lacked that. They had this esportsy type of personality, but all the tracks were just pretty remixed versions of people's old themes, and it didn't really match what the what the um the theme of the game was trying to give like it was like some pretty big presentation but none of the music really sounded like that unfortunately some of the songs were good i guess uh, but i feel like the music needs to be a little bit more inspired a little bit more intact with the theme and the feel of the game and i guess that will come through more we'll be able to talk more on that once we know what the actual feel and the theme of street fighter 5 it uh street fighter 6 is since we still don't really know we know maybe it'll be more hip-hoppy since they used a rap song in the trailer but we can't hold um hold that too high because the last two mortal Kombat trailers also used um rap songs in it and they're not hip-hop based games like it's they're not urban games at all A big uh, contention in Street Fighter V, which caused a lot of people some strife, was um, the V system. You know, you had your V triggers and your V reversals, and now you have, like, the V shift and the um, V skill. V skill is, like, just, like, the skill that you use usually to build V, your V gauge, and also taking damage. Now the, the the reason why it's so contentious is that it wasn't delivered evenly between characters. Some characters had amazing V systems. Uh, G has an amazing V trigger. Uh, Cammy has an amazing V trigger, um, and a lot of other characters have amazing V triggers and amazing uh, an amazing V system as a whole. While well, not every character gets to take advantage of. Having an incredible V system. Um, I think Fong has a very weak V system. It it works with his character, I guess. But as far as application, I feel like it. he's pretty... Overall has a really weak V system. And it really hurts him. While some characters get to just have a circus. Have a whole ball with theirs. So I think we have to figure out a way... I do like the idea of the v system of having every character have their own it, it helps with the identities of the characters giving them their own system like that like their own um like their own v triggers everyone has a v trigger but everyone's is different Car- uh not Karen. well yeah karen has karen has a good one too but um colleen has an amazing v system and it can add a lot of personality and depth to the characters but they need to either if they're going to bring it back which I don't think it they will I think we're going to be on to something else something new above uh, they bring back something similar to the B trigger it will be it would have to be something more um, I don't want to say streamlined because I really don't want it to be streamlined I want it to still be uh, unique to the characters but it would have to be something in a way that every character can use efficiently, where some characters don't have the luxury of enjoying this new mechanic while other characters can abuse it. And I, I don't have any real examples to give right now. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't really have any real examples uh to give uh there's been not talks but i've heard um a few other um content creators talk about how there might be like you can choose the type of system like the type of whole system is that that would be pretty cool just examples nothing concrete nothing they they just like would say this as oh wouldn't this be cool if you could choose like, new systems, like, different systems that give you a whole swath of new things, depending on the systems, I think that would be a good way, of course, there will always be a best, but let me, let me roll that back, it would be interesting, because, say, let's just say you have Ryu, Chun-Li, Luke, right, those are the three characters we know are in Street Fighter 6, and so, if you have, say, you have five systems you could choose from. Just say you have five systems you could choose from, and they all do different things. Maybe one gives you a focus attack. Maybe one gives you the V trigger. Maybe this, 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 this. Maybe one gives you the parry for Street Fighter Three. Um, they can. It would open the discussion. Would be, what is the optimal way to play Chun Li? Do you play Chun Li with the focus attack, with the uh, focus attack system? Or would it be better to give her the the, um, the Street Fighter Alpha custom combo system? Which one does she work better with? And maybe you'll see pro players, you know, if you see a mirror match between Chun-Li's on the grand stage, maybe one is playing the V-Trigger Chun-Li and the other one's playing Focus Attack Chun-Li. And you get to see completely different play styles from this. That is something that could be really cool. If that's how they want to do it, it could be hard to balance, sure. But it's not impossible, and it would be really interesting. It would open up so many cool discussions, and it would make... Especially in the early game, when Street Fighter VI first drops, because what happens a lot is that there's always... There's always... And this is not going to be Capcom's fault. This is literally... Just how it goes often. Is that there will always be outliers. Outliers to the rest of the cast of who's the best. And in the early game, like, they have... Because they can't rush and fix it. They have to assess the situation. So, there might be possibilities where there's going to be a lot of mirror matches. There will be a lot of Luke mirror matches, maybe. But if we have this whole, like, system change thing. This whole choose your system. Yeah, Luke's toolkit, like base toolkit might be amazing, but it will still be kind of interesting to see, especially if they decide they want to choose a different system. So I think that can be the kind of mechanic they could lean into if they have to have a new mechanic that's not the V system. I'm not sure what they would call it. but I feel like that would be that's a good that's a good place to start. and that's just an example that I pulled from other people and I just add on to a little bit myself. But all in all, where I'm getting at is I want a more balanced system where we're not complaining so much about the system. If we have to complain, right? But we don't, I don't want to, I don't like hearing. Oh, the uh, V triggers too strong. And in Street Fighter five, yes, V triggers were too strong for some characters, but not all characters. And that's what bothered me. It's not like V triggers were a comeback mechanic. But they were for some characters, not for everyone, only for some characters. And that's not okay, to me at least. If you're going to have a comeback mechanic, while I'm not a fan of comeback mechanics at all, I feel like if you're going to have a comeback mechanic, it can't just be for a couple characters in the cast. Everyone's got to have it or nobody should have it. And, um, it's funny that Street Fighter V leaned so heavy into the um, esports scene. Like, that's like their main thing. Their main goal was to be esportsy, which is fine. You no, know, I'm not about to complain about esports because I watch tournaments. I watch tournaments all the time. I'm a huge fan of the the fighting game esports scene. I'm not going to front. Um, But... There is something of major importance if you're going to lean so heavily into the esports. You have to have good, solid communication with your fan base. Solid communication all the time. All the time. Because we are spoiled. We do not like to not know what's going on. And. There has been so many times just this past generation, not just with Capcom, not just with Capcom, with Netherrealm right now, um, with Bandai Namco, with both Tekken and Dragon Ball, where they just went radio silent. We just didn't know what was going on. They were happy to sell us the DLC pack. But then they would go silent on what was in well, they would go silent on what was in it and when it was coming and that is never okay and with esports if when you're going to lean into esports you can't just be silent because people are just like going okay so what can we expect at all these new esports ventures if you're being quiet like it's infamous at this point with street fighter 5 the we're doing things differently uh message they gave out mind you this was a in the middle of a nine month hiatus it seemed like of capcom where we had the game we had kage the first character of that season we had kage they dropped kage the first character of that season and then nine months of nothing in the middle of the season, nine months of nothing. In the middle, of the, and this was tournament season, by the way. Keage was revealed in the middle, of, in the end of a tournament. We were in tournament season, and they went radio silent for nine months. A whole baby was conceived and born before we heard about what was going on with Capcom and Street Fighter Five. That's outrageous, and it's unacceptable. But though we let them know that that's unacceptable so that shouldn't happen ever again so we need better communication from capcom going in the future and i think they will they've been really really good with it this past season with these summer updates these winter updates these fall updates showing us characters and what's going on they've been real good with it so they definitely um they definitely improved they definitely fixed the issue i have full confidence it won't happen again but it's something i feel like i should say here nevertheless and uh, to wrap up for Street Fighter 6, what I want, it's no surprise to anyone, we need a whole ass game on release, a whole ass game, not a $60 beta, not, not even a $45 beta, I want a whole, no is way too late we need a whole ass game on release we need 20 to 25 character roster story mode an arcade mode story mode is not even necessary but an arcade mode yes arcade mode training mode on workable online with good rollback netcode great rollback netcode um, a gallery, you know. Most things have galleries. Well, you know, I don't need a gallery. But, like, that'd be cool to have a gallery. And things to do. A good, robust trading mode. Things to do, right? Things to do. Because there was nothing to do when Street Fighter 5 first dropped. That thing was a joke. Street Fighter 5 was a whole joke on release. It really was. I don't think I've ever had more buyer's remorse than when i bought street fighter 5 full price on release because when it comes to fighting games and me personally buying fighting games i'm always happy i'm happy to buy a fighting game because i love to support the scene i will buy a fighting game even if i don't intend to play it that um that much or for that long or have any form of competitive notion for it but i'm happy to buy full price because I want to support the company and I want to support the scene, but Street Fighter 5 was legitimately the first time I felt robbed. I felt robbed by Street Fighter 5 on release. I was robbed. I was, I was, I was robbed blind by Street Fighter 5, and I was pissed. And I've been pissed. And I don't think me personally. I don't want to speak for everyone, um, but me personally, for a thousand percent sure, I I have not shaken off. I have not shaken that off. I have not shaken that off one little bit. I'm still upset at Street Fighter V to this day, I think. Uh, at least deep down. You know, I'm not outwardly upset. I don't feel anger or animosity. But I think deep down, like I'm burnt by Street Fighter V. So I never really gave it a, a fair shake throughout its, its entire life. I was just burnt. So it needs to release as a whole ass game that I feel okay dropping 60 bucks on. And if they do that, I feel like if they do that, Street Fighter 6 will already be a stronger showing than Street Fighter 5 will ever be. But I have a lot of faith because Capcom fucked up a lot. <laughs> they fucked up a lot with Street Fighter 5, but they're not in the, and they've they've had a lot of changes behind the scenes too. Like a lot, a lot of big, big, huge, giant changes behind the scenes. And ever since those changes came into effect, um. Street Fighter Five has been on the on the rise, and now now I think it's going to culminate with Street Fighter Six being freaking amazing, and I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so hype. I'm hyped for Street Fighter Six. I mean, I should be because there's a long way out. We still don't know any, anything about it, but I am hype. It looks like it's in the future, which is cool. Now I don't think I'm going to see any of my favorite Street Fighter characters because my favorite Street Fighter characters aren't that popular. Like my favorite Street Fighter character is Necro. My other one is Q. And both of them aren't. Well, Necro is not very popular. Q is popular, but Necro is not very popular. I don't think I'm gonna see him. But if I do, take all of my money, Capcom. Take all, take all of my money. I will give. I will pay double for your, for your game if you give me Necro. So I'm really excited for Street Fighter VI, and once they drop more information on it, uh, we will be back again to talk about it. But until then, I know there's not much we could say. So I will leave it at that. I'm excited for Street Fighter 6. Those are the things I I, I want to see um, come into it without going deep into um, the character roster and stuff like that. I don't want to start making dream rosters or anything because that just sounds like a waste of time. But that was Street Fighter 6. That's what I want to see. And I think Street Fighter 6 is going to be great. I'm really, really excited. Now... The game that I want to talk about next is also one that is near and dear to my heart, and that is Tekken, the Tekken series. Uh, I want to talk about Tekken 8. The Tekken 8 is not announced, not even rumored. It's just assumed that Tekken 8 is coming out just because, you know, Harada hasn't said that Tekken's dead. So Tekken 8 has to be somewhere, right? Tekken 7 has been in the game for a long ass time. For a long-ass time. It spent a a couple years, I think, in arcades. Before it even hit consoles. And that was... Mm, How long ago did that game drop? Five years ago? Maybe more? Maybe six years ago? Maybe? So Tekken 7 is an old game. Tekken 7 is an old game now. And it kind of feels like an old game now. Um... But Tekken 8 is not on the horizon. It's not on the horizon. Maybe we'll get um, um, like a trailer or something sometime this year. Perhaps it's definitely a possibility. But as of now, it's not on the horizon. So we're just gonna talk about things like hypothetically. We don't have like a trailer or anything to muse off of. What I definitely want from Tekken, and this might be a little um, like ambiguous. But from Tekken 8, I want a little bit more personality from it. I want more personality from it, because Tekken 6, I feel like, had a lot of personality. Like they knew what kind of look they were going for, with Tekken 6. It was very industrial. It was a very industrial feel, uh, with Tekken 6, with the menus and like the, uh, like the like the character select screen and the way um. Like the versus screen where it was like the characters models in like a certain pose like like in an actual moving pose as opposed to Like a uh, character panels. They knew what they were going for and they were like trying things out and I really liked that and like I felt like it was dark like it was and it, it was telling a darker story And you could feel that just from the way the game presented itself. I mean while the tech uh, Tekken 6's boss um, adds is L, is um or is Azel, or ha- however you want to pronounce it Tekken 6's story is a uh, boss is whack you know big giant monster you can barely tell what he's what he is is whack this st- the overall story wasn't that bad it wasn't great you know it wasn't super duper fantastic or anything to write home about but it-, it wasn't bad the story of Lars and Alyssa I'm not a fan of either one of those characters and I really really dislike Alyssa or Elisa, I guess it's Elisa, Elisa, but their story was relatively compelling, relatively compelling, and you could play the story mode with your character, you could just like choose a character, like I did it with Yoshimitsu, so you didn't have to play as Lars and Elisa the whole time, Uh, but the story, the cutscenes and stuff revolved around lars and Alyssa, which was fine you know and you got some insight into the mishimas and like the relationship between Hayachi and kazuya and Jin and lars and all that learn lars's backstory things like that and it was cool it was cool so you knew it was trying to tell a darker uh harder tale while tekken 7 had a story mode that was absolutely atrocious in both um plot and presentation. But also the main menus were wild cool. Didn't show off the 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 feel and the theme that the game was trying to present with its story. It was trying to tell like a darker, more somber story as opposed to like the the harder the darker harder story of Tekken 6 and it kind of just got lost in the shuffle with that and the base music the bass music for tekken 7 like bass music you could change all the soundtracks all the osts for all the levels all the menus and stuff which is good which is cool and I, I hope more games do that in the future kof just did that you know tekken 7 did that uh street fighter 5 you could do that um but the bass music for the levels and the stages... I'm sorry, the um, the stages and the um, menus. Uh, they're all just kind of like dubstepy, dubstepy stuff with maybe some orchestra within the dubstep. All of them are like that. And I guess, you know, it's consistent, but it's not interesting. I want more personality with Tekken 8. Um, especially with its character design. Now, this is something... I noticed going from Tekken Tag to Tekken 7. And that is Tekken Tag, despite its flaws, and it has many, 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 many flaws. I do not like Tekken Tag whatsoever. Um, Aside from all the fun I was able to have with my friends, with the rest of the chain, one thing I can give it, I always have, and I was always impressed by it, was that each character had realistic, um, uh, what, what, whatever, realistic physiques that matched each that matched the characters. Um, let me give an example, um, characters like, uh, let's see, characters like say Nina, Nina's this, um, hard boiled assassin. Very efficient, very strong. She actually, when you look at her Tekken tag model compared to the other um, women in the game, she had more muscle. And you can see that clear as day. She had more muscle. She was a bit wider in the shoulders. She had broader shoulders. She was just stronger. She looked stronger, physically stronger than the rest of the cast uh, of of females in the game. And then when you went over to someone like Xiaoyu she was more petite more uh smaller she's a smaller framed fighter with a a not so aggro fighting style so she's not as muscular as nina was because she needs to be more nimble and that's um that was really interesting to me same with the male characters you saw characters like lars while yes they all the male characters aside from ganryu have muscle obviously um, he was much, he was a little bit leaner than, say, um, than, say, King or Armor King. He was leaner because, you know, he does a little bit more flippy stuff. He's flipping around. He's sliding around the floor stuff like that. And I guess, actually, the Kings are, too. But the Kings are also wrestlers. So, they're a lot more top-heavy than Lars is, too. And you can see all this from the character models, how much muscle they have and where the muscle is allocated within their models it looked like they modeled each character with a specific idea for who the character was and what they do and what they contribute to their fighting style and to the story uh just through their character models and with tekken 7 if you take a look at the characters in like customization mode and ignoring the whack the the super whack lackluster customization uh, from Tekken 7 if you just look at the character models themselves they're all just Barbie and Ken dolls it's all just Barbie Ken dolls it's just the male characters just have a bunch of superficial muscle that's it sculpted out of clay that's it all the um all the females no muscle none of them have muscle they are not muscled whatsoever they're just sculpted out of sculpted out of clay smooth sculpted out of clay no muscle in the females um no nuance to the male's muscles they're all just they're all just uh scaled right the taller characters are just taller the wider characters are just a little bit wider there's no muscle definition at all all their faces like their faces are all like barbie doll faces. they're all like doll faces especially the female character the female characters get the worst in tekken 7 they all just look like doll they're all just like dollish characters there's no edge to them not even nina has an edge to her um and i know like i've always noticed this but i feel like the the world at large noticed this when lydia dropped when you know because before she was announced as the prime minister of um wow i cannot for the life of me remember where she comes from but she's the prime minister and when you think of prime minister you don't think of a young woman not not that she's a woman but young you don't think of a young woman as a prime minister and maybe there are young prime ministers i'm actually very uncultured <laughs> so i could just be wrong but me personally when i think of prime minister i, I think of someone a little bit older in their 40s in the 50s not someone that looks like a like a 25 year old and when Lydia dropped, everyone was like, is Tekken 7 afraid of older women, and that's a fair question, and I actually asked that question when Tekken 7 first dropped, when they, um, and I said this before, when they dropped, um, Master Raven, Raven's master, and she's a young woman, why is she young, why are some of these people young, why is Nina, why is Nina still young, why is, why is Lydia not older? Why is Master Raven look younger than actual Raven? So what I want from Tekken 8 is through your character models, I want them to Um Show off the characters personalities and lifestyles more through their characters and through their um through their character designs, through like their costume designs, through their muscular physiques. Show off. Like you could show off. Like if you have someone that's like like a power fighter or something have them have more muscle in their arms than their legs or even or or the reverse maybe um they're big kickers and they don't work their legs their arms out nearly as much as their legs so their legs are way more muscular and, and longer maybe or something I don't know I'm not a I'm not a character designer but what I'm saying is I like I'm not a fan of this doll maker type of deal that Tekken 7 had with their characters where they're just dolls empty lifeless looking dolls and you put clothes on them I want these to be actual characters Excuse me. and I feel like that's what the Tekken 7 the Tekken 7 characters are lacking they don't feel like they have a soul like they're they're there and they fight but you don't really get any personality behind any of them right now even with their outros and most of their outros and intros are um a lot of them are reused but that's just tekken you know tekken kind of like reuses things and it and and while we're talking about characters in tekken um aside from that i want to talk about just briefly about the guest character slots the guest characters started off so strong in Tekken they started off so damn strong in Tekken and I was having a ball I was so excited for the future when they dropped Akuma well not dropped Akuma Akuma was in the console version when Akuma was not only in Tekken he was also in the story and he was like the final secret boss in the story just like Akuma always needs to be it's just the culture of fighting games at this point. And then they dropped Geese. Perfect. Mm, perfect. Geese. Another big time fighting game baddie. Who we getting next? Who who we, who we getting next? Who knows? And um, then the third character. Third character. Noctis. Noctis. Lucius. Mm, 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 mm. Threw the whole game off. Threw the whole game off. That was, as the kids say, not it, Chief and the next guest character after that was Negan from Walking Dead now i like my feelings for that are complicated because i think that's really cool right i think Negan is really cool he's a cool character i thought he was cool in Tekken his reveal was cool his his trailer was cool i thought he was just cool he's cool 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 i love Negan i thought he was so dope but he wasn't in Tekken he shouldn't have been the guest character in Tekken I feel like that was i'm not sure where he would have been a good guest character um but he was exciting but i just feel like he wasn't a good pick for for the route they were going at first it just seemed random noctis and and, and negan seemed random too random compared to akuma and geese before them and i feel like going forward if they're going to have guest characters just have better guest characters like more themed guest characters i guess is where i'm getting at i like themed guest characters when they make sense to the story you literally brought you had two fighting game villains in your initial run for dlc and then you ended with two weapon users in your hand-to-hand fighting game like that that's weird to me that's very weird to me when you have a sub game soul caliber that's all about using weapons you put two weapon two more weapon users in your tekken game we already have the one in yoshimitsu and we don't need another one i brought this up before but i'll say briefly um focusing strictly on costume design i feel like we need some more radical changes for some characters because they've been rocking the same outfit for a while that's it i went on character design a little bit earlier so i'll just leave it at that What I noticed from this Tekken, and Tekken's always had pretty wonky damage output. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's not. I think it's on a character-to-character basis. Um, But I think less damage. I think this one's been a little excessive with the way damage is allocated, especially with the DLC characters. Um, I think we should get kind of straight away from the high damage. Because we don't really need Tekken to be accessible right because tekken's already so legacy and they already build off of themselves they never re um they never reinvent the wheel with their game so making it more accessible will only hinder it uh there has to there has to be a better way if you want new players in new better presentation or something like that um but high damage isn't it and i never actually thought high damage was the way to go when it comes to bringing in new players Yeah, it feels good to do things that do a lot of damage. Uh but that's in some games is fine, but I feel like Tekken's not because then you end up just like, kind of frustrated because it's already a hard game to play and the defense in that game is so layered that if someone who's new to the game tries to pick it up and and you want them to do the high damage stuff so they can you know feel good. When are they gonna get the chance to do the high damage stuff? They don't understand how to defend the low damage stuff. And so they're not even gonna to get to that point in Tekken. Because Tekken's hard. The base the 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 base for Tekken is so low and the ceiling is so high it's a low low floor ceiling and a high uh floor ceiling a low low floor and a high 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 ceiling and it's hard man it's hard to get good at tekken i'm pretty decent at tekken but i know i'm not amazing at tekken and i've been playing tekken for a long ass time so there's a lot that needs to be learned at tekken to be any type of good at it But damage, like I think what they need is to have a better tutorial, like a really, really powerful. Tekken needs a powerful tutorial system that teaches you nuance, the nuances of Tekken. Because that's stuff you pick up through experience, right? Like the little nuances and stuff you pick up through experience because Tekken's never taught you that outright. You just had to learn. You just had to get beat up for like 10 years before you pick up on it not everyone's got that kind of time or patience which i mean yeah fair enough we're living in a much faster world than we used to and fighting games are coming out left right and center and so we need a way to teach new people how to be better you know better players at base like to help them build a better foundation from the start without saying listen go back in time when you were a kid and start playing Tekken and then meet me back in this timeline and we could play unless you do that you're never going to be good at this game that's that's unhealthy but Tekken has always kind of been a build on the same foundation type of game for a while unlike a uh, Street Fighter 5 unlike Street Fighter unlike um uh Mortal Kombat and then they like to reinvent themselves every now and then Tekken has never done that well maybe they have with like uh say Tekken 4 right? But after Tekken 4, they went back to their roots with Tekken 5. And that's where we kind of been for a while. Which is fine. Tekken's Tekken's great. But we need a, a way to make it easier for for new people to come in without dumbing the game down. Like King of Fighters style. Like find a good balance to make it easier for people to get in. While still rewarding for um, people who have already put the time in. And I, I I don't want to hamper on this too much because Tekken's story has honestly been rather clear. Right? It's not a complicated story. We don't have a lot of like character threads going on. Most people go and cause it's always tournament based. It's always this happened and then the king of iron fist was announced and a lot of the mystery just comes from who's hosting it who's hosting the Tekken the fifth king of iron fist tournament oh the mystery oh it's Jinpachi oh that's cool then you learn about Jinpachi and and that and stuff and and, you know um Tekken 6 had the whole scenario campaign where you learned all that story and it was pretty good and Tekken 5 had the devil within I think it was called where you played Jin's story which I'm not sure how canon it is it was kind of weird but it was a story and it told a clear story and each character is, uh, has their own. Like, characters haven't been truly interconnected in a long time. Like, Tekken uh, Tekken 2, you know, you had uh, Kazuya and uh, Jun and Hayachi And, you know, you didn't really know there was a connection between Jun and uh, Kazuya. When, at least my age. I was a child. Until Tekken 3 when you saw Jin, right? Jin looked like Kazuya. But he kind of fought like Jun, so you kind of put two and two together, and it's that's exciting. So Tekken's never really needed a full-on, uh, full-on story mode to get their point across because they're not trying to tell the craziest story in the world. It's just these this family that be just always pissed. They just always pissed at each other, and that's just that's the story. They hate each other, and this is why they hate each other, and they just always gonna be forever hating each other. And and the um the thing that really um, burned me about Tekken 7 was their new characters. I hate them. I hate every single one of them. Not a one of them. I think are any good. And I think they should scrap every last one of their new characters. They are so lame. They are lame. They are boring. They are whack. So, uh, so um uninspired what even is uh what even is shaheen like he's so he's so basic he's like the basic character he just like does some flips he does some spins he has like these kick things he has a little surf move that's kind of cool but he has no personality no personality and Claudio he does some magic shit but at the end of the day he's just flipping at the end of the day he's just dashing at the end of the day he's just spinning and he also has no real personality what even is katarina no she's like supposed to be like this uh this brash looking character this kind of smarmy character but no she's always she's also kind of serious she doesn't quip well she'll she always comes off like she's like quippy and loves to fight but she doesn't, she doesn't quip, she doesn't really look like she loves to fight, she has a nondescript style, Gigas is literally a nothing character who hits hard, he's just a big guy, and he just swings with all that he has, he's a literal nothing character, and there's other characters, Lucky Chloe has more personality than the rest, that I can give, believe it or not, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if Lucky Chloe came back, I prefer if she didn't, don't get it twisted, I would prefer if she didn't. If I never saw her again, I'd be happy. But if they had to bring back... A, um... One of the new characters. I think Lucky Chloe. That... Or maybe if they reworked Gigas Completely. Ground up. Rework Gigas. Just don't even... Just scrap him. Since they wanted him to be like the... Craig Marduk. Of the game. You know, he had a bunch of his moves... And then he just dropped Craig Marduk anyway. So Gigas, we don't need Gigas. If you want to bring him back and uh, make his story better and change his whole style up, uh, but we need better new characters. Just this newer characters. Just new. Just more interesting new characters. I wouldn't be upset if I saw a um, a character that was connected to one of the older characters, or maybe a replacement. For the older characters you know like um uh who could be replaced maybe a like um like a protege of Ganryu. let's get a new sumo wrestler in. let's get a new sumo wrestler let's get um let's get alex jr let's get a let's let's get a little let's get a little dinosaur again i want to see something like that something more interesting than um than what we got because they made it seem like these characters are all going to be integral to the story and in a sense i guess they were but it doesn't change the fact that they are nothing burgers of characters and uh if you have to if you're going to bring in new um new characters you have to like make them like pop make them interesting so people want to play them like people played them sometimes because some of them were good but they weren't interesting none of them were interesting so i want more interesting characters uh new characters for tekken 8 i I definitely want to see new characters i'm not the type that thinks all old characters should always come back and know new characters i like new characters um but they need to be interesting and tekken 7 had no new I, i wasn't excited for any of them they all sucked I've, I complain every now and then about how Tekken doesn't change its, uh, fighting. Like, that often, that fighting system that often. It adds, like, new mechanics. It took out the bound and had the corkscrew. It does stuff like that. But the flow is more or less the same. Um, but I'm not sure if that's a bad thing. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm not sure if that's really, like, a deal breaker for me or anyone else. For them to not change that often. So, I think it's okay. You know for for them to like kind of keep building off of that if they just keep refining it making it better not sure if they ever hit the perfect stride uh but if they they make it better i feel like eventually they'll hit a really 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 solid place and to cap off tekken what i want for tekken 8 um there's better dlc practices because their first dlc run was Inconsistent. They dropped geese and then several months went by and then they dropped Noctis and then that was it. That was it. That was their entire season one. And then season two came out and that was more consistent. That was more consistent. And we knew what we were getting. So that was, um, that was fine too. That was fine too. You know what? I guess their practices weren't all that bad. All things considered. Now that I'm saying it out loud, because I don't need to complain that much about it because yeah it started off rough and while I'm not a fan of them just having their DLC aside from Negan their second pack of DLC aside from Negan B, um a bunch of returning characters that we've already been playing in the last game and they don't play that much different um on a macro level I'm sure like more nuanced experienced players would be like oh yeah these are way different i'm not a fan of that but that is what it is and um season three was pretty good you know i had um leroy and Fakum ram and um ganryu and julia yeah <laughs> uh yeah to say leroy was unbalanced is a gross understatement uh, he nearly ruined the game and then rom came out and then he was grossly unbalanced um, but you know people bought him it worked people were excited for him it worked um, just better uh, I guess just make them make the next DLC for the next game be more balanced I guess on release or you know, there's nothing wrong with dropping a character that's strong to get people to buy him and then nerf him down a little bit but it was it was high like like Leroy and Rom, like their power was through the roof it was pay to win it was definitely pay to win and that's all i gotta say about tekken 8 because we don't know anything about tekken 8 like there's nothing there, no one said anything about tekken 8 like we don't know tekken, tekken 7 could be the last tekken as far as we're concerned so there's not much else to say about that and so i'll move on to mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat you know, is near and dear to my heart, I give Mortal Kombat 11 so much shit, I give it so much shit, but the only reason I even care this hard about Mortal Kombat 11 being bad is because I just love Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat is, is, it's in my soul, I love Mortal Kombat so much, I love NetherRealm Studios, and then, like, they built me as a fighting game player, they've always been my favorite uh, franchise in the community and that's why it, it like hurts so much that Mortal Kombat 11 wasn't good in my opinion uh because I want it to be I want every Mortal Kombat to be like like my next favorite Mortal Kombat game right like Mortal Kombat 9 is one of my favorite uh fighting games and Mortal Kombat X was amazing I love Mortal Kombat X so much uh Mortal Kombat 11 and riding off of that with Mortal Kombat 11 being so underwhelming it just hurt uh but mortal kombat it can't be understated how impactful they are not just in the fighting game community but just in video games as a whole i have nothing but respect for ed boon and his team and everything they've done with the series and what they're still doing with the series they're still pushing things to the next level just mortal kombat 11 i really disliked a lot of shit about mortal kombat 11 and i will continue to give shit to mortal kombat 11 that's just because i love the series so much i want to be i want to be the best it possibly can be but we we don't know for certain if mortal kombat 12 is what's coming next a lot of shit is pointing towards mortal kombat 12 so we're going to talk as if mortal kombat 12 is definitely what's coming next and now what i what what i've kind of wanted from mortal kombat um, ever since Mortal Kombat 11 dropped and I realized it is I want it to be a little bit more, I want Mortal Kombat to be a little bit more kinetic. I want it to be just, I want the action to be just a little bit, I don't want to say smoother, but more, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I, I want it to be more, Ah. Uh, Yeah, I guess I, I think I'll just stick with ki- with kinetic. I want the action to feel like more like you're actually like, like it's not by the numbers. Right? Like I, I don't like the, I don't like the dial the combo system. I think is where I'm getting at. Uh, where you hit score, score, try and go and you get like punch, punch and then like backhand punch or something like that. And then because it's, it's just limiting. It's just limiting in the way you can structure things. Because, like, say you have, like, a square-square-square-triangle, uh, but the um the square, the, the second square in that combo, you have square, square, triangle. That's your dial-a-combo. But the second square in that combo launches. So you're always kind of fishing for that launcher. And you never do finish the combo, do you? Because it could be a punch into a launch into, like, into a hit that knocks you away it looks cool but like you wouldn't finish it because you just launched them so while then you want to go into a different dial-a-combo that could finish it and i i just feel like that's that's not the kind of gameplay that i'm fully like this day and age i like i've been playing a lot of different fighting games that i've never really played in the past before and when now that i'm experiencing all these different methods of combo making and all these different methods of flow of the fighting game i'm starting to like like realize like i really don't like the limitations that the dial a combo system um really provides i like when you i like uh i like each button to do something special to have a reason i like command normals uh like multiple command normals um like take blaze blue some people have their crouching circle as as a launcher but also they have like crouching back circle as a different move and crouching forward circle as a different move and you can add a lot of depth to just to not just characters but to combos with something as simple as that and i think that's what nether realm needs right now i think that's what Mortal Kombat needs right now a total overhaul of how they like to structure their combos right because it's 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 fun to discover to put the pieces together to put the pieces together of a character's entire move set from their normals to their specials in a way that's not outwardly clear because when you look at a character and take that combo example i gave you square square triangle Like, if none of the other dialogue combos has a launcher, obviously, you're just going to fish in neutral for your uh, square-square triangle to launch. And that's just not very... That's not very fun to me. So, if you have, like, command normals, a lot of command normals, say one's an overhead, you can do overhead command normal into, like, a special move into, like, um... I don't know, like, maybe have it more, like, more air combos. That's something a Mortal Kombat hasn't ever had, really. Like, like, really pronounced air combos, where both of you are in the airs. In the air. Maybe that's something they could do. I don't really have the time here to, like, really break down, like, an example. But I feel like if they were to dive into a more kinetic, more personalized system um, for their combos, it could really create a whole new world for them in creating character archetypes and styles because as it stands right now in my opinion with Mortal Kombat at least Mortal Kombat 11 there aren't really any archetypes there aren't really any real grapplers like no dedicated grappler because everyone one has the same health pool and two like you're it's more important to have a mix, like a physical mix than have a command grab. And a lot of characters have command grabs that really shouldn't have command grabs because they're they're mixed monsters. So if Street, if Street for Jesus, if Mortal Kombat can open up their system more than what it is now, it would allow for you know, to have true grapplers, to have true zoners, to have true rushdown without all the characters being a Amalgamation of all of them and thus feeling really uninteresting. I brought this up before but Sonya is the best of all worlds in that game and same with like a lot of the special forces characters are just the best of all worlds in the Mortal Kombat series as of now. So I feel like if they open that up it could really like this game could be something else. It could be one of the best Mortal Kombat's um, ever. Now I definitely don't want to dwell on this because I've hit it so many times. But we need a much better story now. Mortal Kombat is a series whose story I do uh, hold to high scrutiny because they've given me good story before. So I I have an expectation for them. Street Fighter never given me a good uh, has never given me a good story. Tekken has never really given me a really good story. So I have a high expectation for Mortal Kombat to deliver a good story, and I'm way more like personally invested in Mortal Kombat characters. Like I really like am interested in what's going on with these characters. Like in the lore. I'm big on Mortal Kombat lore as well. And so with all that being said, I want them to have a much better story. A much more thought out story. Ignore real world politics. Ignore that shit. Keep it out because we gotta deal with real world politics every single day. I don't want it in my crazy video game where ice ninjas are killing um fire monks and shit like that i don't need it in there i I really do not need real world politics in my games in my um in my fighting games leave it be leave it for the real world i got to put up with it every day i don't want to put up with it here let's just have a good compelling story that follows no these compelling characters doing compelling things that's that's what i want that's what i miss because i also like even though i love playing mortal kombat For the gameplay and all that. And the characters and stuff. I'm invested in this story. I'm invested in these characters. And I want to see where it goes. So when I don't get that. Like it hurts. It's really disappointing more. For Mortal Kombat having a bad story. Than it is for Tekken having a bad story. And Street Fighter having a bad story. Because those are whatever. Mortal Kombat is not whatever to me. When it comes to the story. I mean strictly story speaking. Mortal Kombat is not whatever story for me. Like I'm I'm big on it. And I want to see. It'd be much, much, much better than what it is, and they could—they have some villains they haven't touched in a while, that they could, that they've hinted at and haven't touched in a while. That with some decent writing, they can make really strong, really scary. Well, like I said, I'm not gonna go any more on that. What I am want, going to go on is the violence in Mortal Kombat. Um, I do not stray away from violence. The violence in Mortal Kombat actually is what kind of led me on my life's path right now and what I want to do with my life. Yes, I want to be I want to be a serial killer uh, when I grow up. Thanks, Mortal Kombat. I want to be a serial killer. Thanks to you. No, all jokes aside, um, because Mortal Kombat was so violent. Uh, as a kid, when I saw it as a kid and playing it as a kid, when I you know I definitely shouldn't have. Uh, when i playing as a kid and i saw all that violence and it was so intriguing and i loved it that's what led me to uh playing uh not playing um watching horror movies because that's where the violence was the violence was in horror and then you know i was reading horror books and now i'm writing horror books and you know that's and it, it all stems from you know mortal combat and it led me to play games that were violent and and, and consume media that was violent it didn't make me a violent person i've never hurt. I've never, I've never heard anyone in that way in my life. I never had the, the compulsion to do so. Um, that being said me, I just, I just straight up glorified, uh, violence in video games. And I'll do that every single day. I'll glorify violence in my media every single day. Cause at the end of the day, people are not inherently violent and they, they can't really be made violent by the media without having an underlying problem. Uh, problem within already a totally adjusted person will not become a psycho killer by playing Mortal Kombat or watching Friday the 13th it's uh, it, it just won't happen I know that for a fact and so with me sitting here glorifying violence what is my issue with the violence in Mortal Kombat as of now it's not fun <laughs> there, there is violence in movies that I can't stomach there really is I'm not big on certain I'm not big on um, really bad bone breaks if I uh, to be transparent with you guys I don't like seeing bone um, break I don't like seeing legs twist that uh, legs and arms and shit twist in ways that I do not uh, that that they're not supposed to it makes me cringe really hard and 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 I don't I don't like it um, some people do that ain't me that's the kind of violence I don't like I like viscera, viscera and all that but that kind of violence is not for me and that the feeling that feeling of oh that's not for me that's not like that's not the fun type of violence that mortal kombat used to be known for they used to be over the top and believe it or not in deadly alliance right let's use this as an example deadly alliance one of the worst uh characters not so much in gameplay just worst character su so, oh my god one of the worst characters uh Suhao. Uh no one likes Suhao, least popular character in all the Mortal Kombat. He had one of my favorite fatalities, where he shot the beam from his chest into your like your abdomen and it split you in half and all this blood was going everywhere. And and the opponents, like their upper half, which is like trying to crawl away and they're bleeding everywhere. That was fun. That is fun violence. That is that is quirky. That is over the top, that is silly as hell. You he just got chopped in half and now you're trying to crawl away while you're looking at you are like, oh no, I'm chopped in half. That is some silly shit. Or you have Cyrax in that same game, he has a claw, it comes out, it lifts you up, and then it pulls you into your chest into his chest, grinds you up, and then he spits you out. That is some silly shit. That is cool. Or take Triborg in Mortal Kombat X, where he literally just throws you into like he becomes like a a trash compactor and compacts you into a cube that is some silly 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 shit that is some silly shit and Mortal Kombat it's like fatalities they were violent and some of them were violent uh just for the sake of being violent but some of them were silly some of these things were silly man like when you think about it they were just some some off the wall shit cabal took his mask off and he screamed at you and your soul ran out of your body that's silly that's cool and i like that that's the kind of violence that i think mortal combat needs to get to they're taking themselves way too seriously it's violence for the sake of violence and not violence for the sake of fun like it used to be like they they don't need to push the limits anymore we've hit the limits and we saw what's past the limits and it's not fun we don't need to I don't i don't need to to see to see everyone's brains i don't need to see everyone's tongues and stuff unless that's like a part of like the character for example take kano kano's what? what's his signature taking your heart out right like he's always been the take the heart out of your chest guy and it's kind of like his shtick he likes to take your organs out of your bodies and so, when he takes your heart out, I'm okay seeing the heart. I'm okay seeing your brain because that's his thing. But just seeing, like, the brain willy-nilly, it's, that's not fun. That's just weird uh, to me. It needs to be fun. And some new fatalities are fun. Like, take Rain's fatality. Um, I forget how the whole thing goes. It's been a while since I played it. But at the end, he kind of, like, catches your eyes in his little ball. In his little um, water ball. And that's fun. That's a fun fatality. We need more fun fatalities. We need more over-the-top fatalities. I want to see some more over-the-top fatalities. And if, let me see. If, if I have an example for you. Uh, let's see. For example... I think I gave some examples last time I talked about this. Um, Okay, so as far as characters that are in Mortal Kombat 11, a good... I feel like a good example would be... um, (laughs) Now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of any good examples for really off-the-wall fatalities. But I think we need... To get back to the fun of Fatalities. Because now Fatalities are a slog, you know? They're so long. They're so long and they're so gruesome. And they're not even fun. They're not even, like, uh, interesting. They're just so gruesome for the sake of being gruesome that it's not interesting anymore. And it's to the point where I'm always thinking... Maybe instead of going back to Fatalities for the next game... Maybe we should just have nothing but brutality. It's just a lot a lot of brutalities that you know about and that are easy to pull off so we don't have to sit through the slog of fatalities because it's a slog now it's a chore to get through a fatality now because it's just not fun it's just a waste of time excuse me it's just a waste of time um experiencing these fatalities now man i'm really having trouble okay so here's um here's a good example of a fatality that i actually think is kind of cool um i like Setrion's fatality where she becomes a giant and then shoots a beam down on you and explodes you that's the that's the kind of silly that i want i want things that like are kind of stupid. Right, that's kind of stupid when you think about it, just just kind of stupid. Uh, and and I like that. I like when it's just kind of stupid. I think we need to walk the line between bloody, bloody, gruesome and kind of stupid at the same time, because then it seems like everyone's just like mean, right? Like it's just it's just so. Um. Uh, we we need to get it back to more light-hearted, light-hearted bloody gruesome ultra-violence yeah there we go that's that's what I want Lighthearted ultra-violence hell yeah that's Mortal Kombat 12 Lighthearted, hearted uh, ultra-violence and just be over the top with it don't pull no punches with how silly because we we, we can take silly you know we we, we we in the FGC we deal with a lot of silly shit in fighting games fighting games are silly The characters are silly look at the look at the roster of any games and there's so many of them that are silly and we just don't even second-guess it we're not sitting here picking apart we're not sticklers for for realism in these games you could grab someone and jump 45 feet in the air and pile drive them on their head and we don't even question when that person stands back up Um, like nothing happened and we don't even question how you jump 45 feet straight up anyway We don't question any of that stuff, so we don't need to be so ultra-realistic. It just, um... I just want to see more fun. I I want to know, and I always get, I kind of get this feeling behind the scenes that these fatalities aren't necessarily super fun to make right now. With all, like, the uh, rumors that there's, like, they have to go to therapy sometimes because of being surrounded by all this ultra violent uh references just to do these i feel like they would have more fun if they could be really creative with it again maybe not even have being violent as the end goal sure yeah yes definitely uh kill your opponent for sure but it doesn't have to be bloody and gory for it to feel cool right like, we could have a fatality where someone gets, like, turned inside out. Like, that's gruesome. And that's crazy. But that would be really, um... Really, really creative. Especially on the right character. Like, I remember... One of the most gruesome ones in Mortal Kombat X was... Ermac. Where he... You know, broke... Broke you to, like... Like, broke all your bones and stuff. And then pulled all your insides out from your mouth with this telekinesis and then balled it up into a meatball and dropped it on the floor. Now that's gruesome, but that's creative. But that is creative. Not like Garrus pushing you against a sand wall and just ripping like you in half like a clamshell. That's not creative. That's not creative. Um, So let's get some creative fatalities in here and be over the top with your characters. No more. No, I, I don't like the this soup. This ultra grounded that uh, Mortal Kombat 11 took. I like Mortal Kombat X, and Mortal Kombat 9. These characters are over the top. They're doing like crazy shit. Let's get back to the crazy shit. And like the other like the other games, uh, we just need better communication from Netherrealm. Right now, they're still they're not radio silence. Now they definitely let us know that there's shit coming and we should expect some new shit. But before they had the same thing as Street Fighter, same thing as Street Fighter, same thing as Street Fighter. Um, no words, and we were just literally left in limbo, and we were getting real, real antsy, guys. We we're getting real antsy, and you know we we could have probably handled it a little bit more gracefully, especially once uh, Ed Boon got his award, we probably could have just let him enjoy his reward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of uh, constantly pestering him, you know, because he's earned that reward for sure. He changed the landscape of video games uh, with him and his team. Changed the whole, flipped the whole thing on his head. So he deserves that award and he deserves to be able to enjoy that award. So us as um, the FGC, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? We All we can ever do is speculate because we know there's a lot of red tape and we can't be told literally every single thing that's going on but we have to be told something we have to be told something because being left in the dark after you know having having communication and then suddenly not having communication for so long is frustrating like being ghosted like no one likes being ghosted ghosted on any capacity it doesn't feel good and you just question a lot of things, and it makes you assume a lot of stuff that may or may not be wrong. And then you just start to lash out, which is what happens to these game companies when they just don't tell us stuff. But they expect us to buy the stuff, but they don't want to tell us what's coming within the thing that we just bought. It's They want to be a games as a service, but you have to provide the service, yo. Or we will get upset. Um, I never really pestered them that much. Because I... Cause I I don't want to say I get it. Because that's just not like... It doesn't... I know it's not productive to always be yelling at them to tell us things. Yes, I'm, a, I'm frustrated. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like talking about how I'm not frustrated. But I, I do be frustrated when I don't hear from these companies for so long for no reason. And that's, that's definitely a level of entitlement for sure. I won't even try to sugarcoat that. There's definitely a level of entitlement there. But it just comes from... The whiplash of you know here's this update cool awesome thank you here's this update cool awesome thank you here's this update oh cool awesome thank you this is awesome and then just radio silence it's not the lack of updates if you could come out and say there's nothing else coming thank you uh, for being here and thank you for the support it would suck we'd be like dang that's disappointing uh but we would be okay right we would be that's awesome cool but just let us know let us know that thank you for supporting here thank you for supporting this project we're working on the next project now and and we're done here that's it and we you could not say anything about the next project for another year and a half but we know we know right we just know and we just like to know we're i know they have their development team right they had their whole development team hundreds of people and they do great work. They work so hard. They put in so many hours for us. For us, sure they're doing it. Like they get paid, and they, they you know they're there to make money just like everyone else. But they do it for us. Like the product is for us to play and enjoy. And they do want to make the best game they can. They're not back there trying to make the worst product possible just to fuck us. That's not exact. That's not exactly correct. Uh, but we as the players in a sense we're also part of that team you know we're part of that team too and like you have to keep that in mind uh that we're you know we want to know what's going on with y'all just like you like you want to know what's going on with us you want to know if we're liking the games you want to know what we don't like about the games this that and the other so you can make it better it goes both ways like we we want to know uh, what's going on with y'all what we should be expecting from you should we be expecting more? Should we be expecting less? Should we be expecting changes to this or to that? Cause we're in this, we're all in this together. It's one big giant community. We have to support each other. Because if we don't support each other, the whole thing falls apart. The foundations are strong, you know, we've been at the FGC is old. It's old. I don't wanna say it's one of the oldest uh communities, and we're not the biggest by any stretch of the imagination. But we're nothing to sneeze at either. We're pretty old. And we're relatively large too. And we need... We can be stronger than this. If we just communicate better. And we just have a more... Of a dedication to... Keeping a more positive relationship between... Developers and consumers. Because I've seen... There are some... Um... Companies that have a really, really positive relationship with their consumers. And it's so wholesome. It's so understanding because there's a lot of communication. That's what causes it. There's a lot of communication. A lot of positive communication. A lot of keeping them in the know on what's going on and what to expect. And it creates a lot of positive feedback. And going forward, I do believe, I do believe we'll be getting, like, way better communication than this last generation. A lot of things were done different this last generation. A lot of things were new for this last generation. And so they had to they had to double a lot more, I think. So this better communication for for all, for all. You know, we could communicate our feelings and and desires from the company much better, much more positively as well. So everyone, we just need to get better communication. Um that's all I really want to say about Mortal Kombat 12, uh, rosters, I guess I should probably touch on the roster a little bit for Mortal Kombat 12, so that's really important to me, um, the new characters in Mortal Kombat 12, um, whack, they're, no, okay, let me roll that back, Chronica is whack, Garrus could have been cool, Chronica is forever trash, Garrus could have been really cool, I, I wouldn't have been, because Garrus, he had a lot of potential, but he he kinda he played pretty basic. He played pretty basic for for what his role in the story was and what his actual power set is. He played pretty basic. Um but he has a lot of potential, the most potential I think, to come back and be like a really cool design character. Um, Collector was new. While I enjoyed Collector a lot, I played Collector a hell of a lot. He doesn't have to come back though. He didn't contribute to the story at all. He was Shao Kahn's tax collector. He doesn't have to come back. Uh, But I... I liked him. I liked him, I guess. Uh, Cetron is probably the biggest missed opportunity. Because she plays kind of like an Elder God. But because Mortal Kombat as a whole... Is is pretty grounded. At least Mortal Kombat 11 is pretty grounded. Um, she couldn't really stretch her stuff. I think she just kind of throwing rocks and shit. Um, maybe if Mortal Kombat 12 is more kinetic, like I was saying, more, um, more, more fast paced, she could come back and really shine. Maybe give her a stronger part in the story than just hanging out for the most part and then gets beat up. We could do better with that. She could be better. Um, who else was new? What other new characters they had in that game? Huh. Was it really just Collector and Cetrion and Garrus that were new? I've gotta be forgetting someone. Cause some cause you know, Frost isn't new. But she came back and I really enjoyed Frost. I thought Frost was cool. I thought she was she didn't have much to do in the story. Because um, most of that went to Sector. Most of the stuff that she should have been doing in the story went to Sector. Uh, strangely enough. So that's that. Um, But you know, Burn at the Ninjas. I not gotta tell you that. But I feel like with the, the way the reboot is looking, of the storyline is looking, it's looking like it'll follow the Great Kun Lao story with Liu Kang as his uh guardian. That's, that is so cool. And being so far back in time, it looks like, being so far back in time, barring more time travel shit, finally, we'll finally thank whoever's listening. Finally, we'll get away from the Special Forces show. I was so sick and tired of the Special Forces show from MKX and Eleven. I'm tired of Special Forces. Uh, They're the most boring faction of The Mortal Kombat lore as a whole to me. They had their place. Don't don't get me wrong. They have their place in the story Absolutely, Sonya and Jax and Kano and them Volcano's well, black dragon, but he, he's more he's he has conflict with special forces and them absolutely staples of the series absolutely But they're the least interesting part. They're not half as cool as the link way. They're not half as cool as brotherhood of shadow they're not half as cool as the white lotus so I, w- I was upset not upset but like disappointed that they were that they were the focus of the last two games i'm tired of special forces johnny cage is cool and all but i'm tired of johnny cage main character i'm tired of main character johnny cage i'm tired of cassie cage and them let's get back to the roots of luke Kang and the White Lotus and Lin Kuei and all of them. Let's get back to this, uh, the old Chinese mythology stuff. The old, like, like different realms type shit. Like, we have a lot of realms to work with, and we only ever explore, like, Earth Realm and Outworld and Adenia. We have other shit. We have Order Realm and the Chaos Realm, Dream Realm. We have so many realms we could be dealing with. And I feel like now that we're back in time to, I guess it's the Great Kun Lao. It's either the Great Kun Lao or. Regular Kun Lao. He had Kun face from uh, Mortal Kombat 11, and he was just called Kun Lao, but it's hard to tell if it's our Kun Lao or the Great Kun Lao. Um, so, if it's the Great Kun Lao, we're going to have a crazy level of different characters. I'm talking about we might have an ancient Cryomancer that's not sub zero or it is a sub zero. But not Kwei Liang or behind like a ancient Sub Zero. We might have a, an ancient Shirai Ryu that's not Scorpion, but also like, I guess, I guess not, right? How would they fit Scorpion in that story? That's hard to say. I'll leave that. I'll leave that alone for now. But we could definitely still get Reptile. Reptile is still five hundred years is nothing in Reptile's life. He is ancient. And we could get um, Goro as a playable character again. A younger Goro as a playable character. Um, you know, Shao Kahn still doing stuff. Uh, maybe we can get some characters we haven't touched on in a while. Natara's a vampire. She could be a character somewhere. Um, you know, obviously Liu Kang will probably end up being playable. Raiden might be somewhere in there. I don't know. We have a lot of characters that we could very much see. maybe we have an ancestor of Johnny Cage, one of the Mesopotamian warriors that he gets his powers from like but stronger because it's not just like residual he would be like one of the Mesopotamian warriors that just t- can tap into the shadow energy way more purely than what Johnny Cage can. That would be cool. I mean that far back we wouldn't really get any special force representation right which some people might up. i'm sure there's people out there who special forces like they just fuck with the special forces more uh it's not me but i'm sure there's people out there i'm sure it would be hard pressed to have a mortal combat game where they didn't bring in sonya again and make her the best character in the game again but we'll see we can only speculate and it's fun to speculate but i don't like to do it often because it leads to disappointment oftentimes um especially when you get too deep into it um, but I feel like the roster needs to be a little bit more interesting, I guess. And, for, and we have we have the possibility for so many brand new characters from Mortal Kombat 12 that I'm really, really, really excited. I'm really, really excited uh, to see what's coming into the future of not just Mortal Kombat, but for Tekken and Street Fighter. The future is looking pretty good. It's looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I'm really excited to see it. Now, I brought up... Um, talking about a new game that i want in the future but i'm actually going to save that for next time because it's going on longer than i expected i have more to say than i thought i did i guess is is where i'm getting at um so next time we'll talk about this new game i want to see in the future and um until then it's been a pleasure to see you as always it's always a ball coming and hanging out so i will take my leave again I'm McWhoopi Goldberg, and this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And I will see you the next time. In a